You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. We wild nosy, so we listening to all y'all listening letters today. <laughs> Dead ass, because I want to know what y'all got going on, because we're always telling our business. So, hey, we going to get into yours. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. All right, so we got listener letters. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I love our listener letter episodes because people love to tell us their stories. Mm -hmm. And we love to give our opinions about these stories. And, of course, these opinions come without judgment because yeah. um, Kadeen and I are not perfect and nope. we don't claim to be. Nope. But based on what you tell us, we can kind of give you some advice on not how to deal with the problem, but how to better communicate so y'all can learn how to deal with the problem because mm -hmm. we don't know how to deal with your problems. But if y'all can learn how to communicate better, then hopefully y'all can find some solutions. No, I love that. Um, thank you all for writing in. The thing that I love about Listen Letters the most is that we are not able to really engage much with people on social media because comments get flooded, yeah. DMs get flooded, all that. So we appreciate you all taking the time to actually write into the, the listener letter mm -hmm. email that we give you guys. What's the email, DeVal? It's deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Oh, we reversed it and it was smooth. Did y'all check that out? Y'all saw that? No, so we really appreciate appreciate y'all taking the time to actually write into us. And we at some point would love to get to all the listener letters, but Tribble does a great job of that was a good one too. No, it was, no, it wasn't. It, it was, was great. Like, it was like you swallowed the tribble. Pause. It's tribble. You said tribble. Like, that's, that didn't sound good at all. We're going to ask Triple how she felt about my Triple this time around because I felt like it was actually Say really it good. again. It was from the diaphragm. Dribble. 
kidding. That's not from the diaphragm. I'm getting son. the thumbs up from Josh behind the camera, so that means that we're good to go. Josh got on glasses. He can't see. <laughs> but he can hear. He can't see how you said that. He could hear, though. But he could see how I said, Shabba! You see the difference? It's like, Shabba! Whatever. Anyway, it's like, Shabba. It Shabba! Is. Mr. Loverman! Shabba! <laughs> Triple's gonna get you for yelling at her microphone too. Side I mean, she bar. hates when I yell into the mic. That part. Pause. <laughs> start the listening letters. You just going on a tangent. Go and start the listening letters. Thank you. I love y'all. You're gonna get into it. All right. Hey. First, thank you guys so much for your podcast. Your podcast has ignited interesting and educational conversations among my friends. I love that. We all can get together and have good, insightful conversations. My husband and I have been together for 14 years, six years married. We met when I was 19 and he was 20. I lost my father last year. I'm sorry. And the grief turned into depression and anxiety. During those times, I pushed my husband away. We went through mm. challenges in 2020. There was no infidelity, no financial issues. Sex was good. But we decided to separate. Individually, I was not okay for a long time. Sometimes I feel like he couldn't help me. We've been separated for six months. I did everything I knew how to do wait i did everything i knew how to get out of that dark place i quit a toxic work environment i started my own business online i started going to therapy working out consistently and doing activities i enjoy i might not be where i want to be mentally but with grace and time i know i will now i know i hurt my husband because i said a lot of mean things when like he's boring he needs <laughs> i guess to lose a little bit of weight no he's he needs a little bit of weight he may be skinny he needs oh he needs a little bit of weight so he might be yeah. skinny. okay or I regret marrying. I feel guilty, shame, and anger towards myself for the things I said to him when I was angry. There's no excuse, and I know that's something I have to deal with. Now, I'm not feeling depressed, and I have a better control over my anxiety. My husband has brought up how he is conflicted about us. He wants to move back in together. However, he also likes his freedom. He brought up divorce and wanting to start fresh. Yet, he tells me he's been looking for a place for us. He's very confused because he tells me he loves me and cares for me, However, he's never been alone. He expresses he needs time to himself and hopes we end up together in the future, whether it's in six months, two months, two years, or two, ten years. I hope he is living in a fantasy land. No, he cannot... I, told, I told him he is living. Where you see hope? You all right? You need some water? I, yeah, I might need some water or something today, y'all. Let me, let me finish. I told him he is living in a fantasy, fantasy land. land. Right. He cannot assume that we will get back together if we decide to divorce. Yeah. There is a chance... He can meet someone and the same goes for me. I don't want a divorce and I want to work out, work on our issues. See, I told you it's not just me. You couldn't wait for me to mess up one time. <laughs> you you done fumbled and bumbled through this whole fucking listener letter. I mess up one word and you're like, it's not me. I told you it's not me. I, I brought up couples therapy, but he feels we don't need it. What is your advice on handling this situation? Do I let him get to a sport? Listen, this first of all, <laughs> first of all, you... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm done reading it because <laughs> she went back and forth nine times. Time. He went back and forth. He wants to be together, but he wants his freedom. But he wants to get she, the divorce, but he wants looks, to get back look together. Look how she signs it. Sincerely confused as fuck. Thank you. We, we confused as fuck. Because reading that listener letter <laughs> was confusing, was confusing as because fuck. it don't seem like either one of y'all want to be together or apart. It seems to me like he wants his freedom and wants to be married. That don't happen. It seems like she... <laughs> Wants to be married, but wants to be by herself. Don't that get that part either. either. I don't know what to say because they don't know how to express how they really feel. Sis, I hope this is not the conversations y'all be having <laughs> back and forth with each other because this is a conundrum here because I feel like y'all are both just really confused. 
Listen, this is this to me is very simple. You have to be deliberate <sighs> about wanting to be in a relationship. You can't go into a relationship saying, "I want to be with you, but I don't want to live together. I want to get a divorce, but I'm looking for places for us to stay." There's nothing deliberate about that. No. How do you give someone advice when they don't even know what they want? It almost feels like they're both teetering because one, I feel like they both really know what they want, but they're afraid to maybe yes. hurt the other's feelings because maybe he doesn't want to be together, but he's just saying, I'm going to look for a place so that she feels better about the situation. I don't know. He might not also, also be over her bashing him and saying those mean things that she said. So he might still be in a hurt place. Also, she said they've been together since they were 19. Okay. You're not the same people as you were when you were 19. And mm-hmm. maybe you're only together because you feel a safe space being together because y'all spent all of your adult years or together. Or a comfort zone, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a comfort there because this is all I know. Remember, she said he doesn't want to be alone. He's never been alone. So it's comforting for him to deal with this situation because it's what he knows. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. my grandmother used to say, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Facts. So it's like, you know what? I'd rather stay with this person even though i know i don't really like it but mm-hmm. i don't know what i what i don't want yeah you know we what don't know so, people like that absolutely yeah yeah so i think i think to be honest mm-hmm. the fact that neither one of them are deliberate about being together mm-hmm. it's gonna sound crazy because we never push divorce maybe you guys should separate more and, and give it some more time maybe yeah give it some time and, and yeah really until you feel like there's no if buts mm-hmm. don't get back together mm-hmm Continue to take your time apart and learn about yourselves because it seems like neither one of them know about their self. Like, right. If they've been together since 19 and together 14 years, they're 33 and still learning themselves. Right. You can still be learning yourself at 33 and trying to learn yourself while being of service to someone else is to difficult. Say, yeah. It's hard. It's hard trying to grow through those growing pains, mm-hmm. especially when you're meeting so young. Um to kind of objectively know what it is that you may want because you're mm. always considering someone else while you're figuring out what you want. So sis, y'all confused, we confused. However, considering <laughs> everything that we know, we hope that that little bit of uh, tidbit that we gave y'all today helped. That maybe you need to take a little bit more time to see exactly what it is that you want because you're conflicted, you said, because you want him to be happy even if it's not with you, but you want him to be with you. So, hey, I'm not one to tell nobody to give up on what they really want. And that's why we couldn't read it, because our brains couldn't even function to see how this makes any sense. <laughs> God damn. I don't feel like it was just me, because I was like, man, this one here is, is uh Oh, my gosh. My head lot. hurt. My it's head hurt. Lot. It's a lot. All right, I'm going to so try number two. Try number two. You baby, take a rest. A, close your yeah, eyes. Let me take a sip of water real quick. Yeah, close your eyes. All right. While you read. Go ahead. Hey, Kadena DeVal. First off, I want to tell you guys I love your podcast. Now, it's hard to pinpoint what my question is. Oh, here we go again. (laughs) But just let me know what you guys think. I'm 23 years old and my boyfriend is 26 years old. And I have been with my boyfriend since I was 13, 14 years old. Oh, man. Man. It's safe to say he was there with me through a period of time when I needed somebody, a friend, an ear to listen to, and someone who cared. At 13? (laughs) Man, son, like this. 13, that's a lot. Requirements that's, for 13 and 14-year-olds, I'm What was shook, going through your life? Jackson's 10 going on 11. All okay. Right. We now have three kids. Y'all was getting to work, though. <laughs> them, them 10 years y'all together, y'all was getting <laughs> it. We have three kids. Part of me doesn't know if this relationship should have gotten this far. Oh, man. I feel like I overlooked his flaws because I needed someone. He comes from an African family where they are more aggressive with their tones. We, we hear that. He tends to hurt my feelings a lot, even though I know it's not his intention. Sometimes. 
He isn't as active with our kids as I feel he should be with him, uh, with them being in the same home. Our oldest child is autistic and can be challenging some days, and I feel like he puts himself first. He plays his video games for hours out the days because he's still a child. He's 43. He buys weed no matter what our financial circumstances are. And last but not least, it's safe to say he is a dreamer. He talks a big game of his plans, but things aren't working out, and we're struggling, and I literally beg him to get a job, but he is stalling. So how does he buy weed if he don't got a job and three kids? Our relationship is getting to the point where I'm starting to lose feeling and get tired of waiting for him to grow up. On top of all that, he does not do anything to make me feel special. My birthday, Valentine's, Christmas, Mother's Day, I never get anything because he don't got nothing except for weed. Right. And I barely get acknowledged. I feel like I'm outgrowing our relationship, but I'm trying my best to hold on so my kids can have a two-parent household. And I'm also going through PPD when I'm feeling alone. Dang, PPD is postpartum depression, guys. Mm-hmm. He constantly asks for us to be intimate, but after everything I put up with, I'm not a trust. <laughs> dude, you play video games all day. You don't take care of your kids. You don't work. Don't all you do is smoke issue. weed, but you try and smash. That is 23. That literally is 23. 23 that was me show. in college. Yeah. The thing is, we was both broke and on scholarship, so it was fine. That's part. If, if I was like that at 23, oh no, at 23, I was playing ball. I was making money. You were pretty responsible. I was pretty responsible. You always so that was me at 19. That was me at 19. Yeah. I didn't have responsibility, so I didn't. Right. And I couldn't smoke weed because I was playing ball. Right. So this ain't me at all. Nah. Sorry. Okay, back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have told him all of this, and from time to time, he makes little changes and says I'm not working with him because he is trying. I know this is everywhere, but I have so much built up. I cried my heart out about Valentine's to my mama on Valentine's Day because he did nothing when I got my <clears throat> when I give my last to him to make him happy. I feel so unappreciated. Please, any Aww. advice for hope? Damn, sis. Damn. She diagnosed the problem, though. She says she, she, yeah, she, she knows, knows what that it this has gone too far, yeah. but she only stayed with him because, because the he was there. Too. He, no, when he was there, when she needed him, when she was 13. Oh, okay. Not sure what she was going through at 13, but it seems like he was a crush to make her feel better right. about He was a friend. He was somebody. Everybody has that like friend at that age where they're yeah. just like, yo, this is my homie that grew into yeah. my lover and my friend. But it's fair to say that you guys might have outgrown each other. Might have, I think. I think it's fair to say. But I just, I just wonder though, how with three kids mm-hmm. is he able to buy weed if he <laughs> don't work? Like I just don't understand it. Weed is expensive these days. It is, but I mean, if it's something that you really, really want to do, which makes me leads me to say, he's making provisions for the things that he really wants, which is the weed, or he makes the time in the day for playing the video games. People always make time for the things that they want. So, dude, you gotta step up, bro. Yeah, it's he. You gotta do better, bro. Dude, and then the whole fact up, that she's bro. trying to stay together for this two-parent household thing, we've said it before, and we'll say it again. Kids know when shit is going awry with their parents, and just this, for the sake of saying that there's two bodies in mm-hmm. the house together does not necessarily mean that it's a healthy environment for the kids. Listen, it's staying in a toxic two-family household is way worse than being a healthy single parent. Mm-hmm. That's just the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Like, and and it, the thing is, it's okay to be a single parent. It's okay to co-parent. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We have to normalize not buying into society's ideas of what our perfect life looks like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one can tell you your life has to look like this to be considered successful or to be considered healthy. Mm-hmm. You have to do what's healthy for you. Yeah. And if you know for a fact that this is not healthy for you, right. you got to make changes. And if you don't make changes, then you're being unfair to yourself and your children. 
And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a thing where I, I can attest to this because you never want to make the person who you love or the person who use your life partner or the person who is the father or mother of your children feel underappreciated. Like that's probably one of the worst things that people could feel. And I know that I was doing that to you for a long time. You know, you had moments where you felt very unappreciated. And yeah. then even recently, because we've always had the conversation about it, more recently I've been making a concerted effort to make sure that you feel appreciated because you deserve that much. And mm-hmm. after a while, I feel like something needs to click in him to say, you know what? She deserves to feel better. Well, what about what clicked in you? I think I got tired of you asking for certain things over and over again and you feeling like it falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I was better equipped to help you uh, or help myself to do those things that you wanted more because you also made me feel secure in our in our life. Mm. You uh, were providing, you know, things that I needed to say, you know what? Let me take this off of Kadeen's plate to make it that much easier for her to then be of service to me more. Um, so it was kind of like a team effort. It's almost like you helped to serve me so I could serve you. And it worked out that way. So this may be scary to people, right? But it's honest. We've been married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And 11. 11. It was about to, it's about to be 11. It's about to be 12. It was about to be 12. Oh my Jesus, we've been married mad long. Mad long. Gosh, so it's about to be 12 years. In the 11th year of marriage, you say you finally realize, like, dang, I need to do more to show my husband more appreciation. Mm-hmm. More consistently. I, more consistently. Yeah. A lot of people feel like they don't got that fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, That's a fact. Because we were together eight years before that. Mm-hmm. So it took you in the 19th year of mm-hmm. us being together to be like, you know what, I really need to do more. Yeah. That's a large part of why people be leaving. Leaving, yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and why um, you have the patience of a saint. Listen, <laughs> you tell me all, you, you, one of your main things is to be like, be patient. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've been saying to you, you've been asking me to be patient for over a decade. It's going mm-hmm. on two decades. At what point are you going to meet really fully, commit, fully consistently. commit? Yeah. So and I say all that to say this. I was patient. Because I wanted to be with this person. I was mm-hmm. deliberate. There was no back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was this is what I want. Right. I just wanted it. I want right. I wanted to be with you. I wanted you to want to be with me. Mm-hmm. I think at any point, if it were a. Uh, I don't really know if I want this. I probably would have been out. Right. And I think that's very telling mm-hmm. that you're patient because 19 years seems like a long time, mm-hmm. but we're only 37. Right. So we still have another 40, 50 years of right. life. And considering the fact that we two were together, mm-hmm. you know, fairly young, yeah. we spent probably the first at least 10 years just still trying to like figure out who the hell who we, we were. were. Yeah. You know? Um. So in that part, and then having to grow through all of the different things that we had to go through, you know, being broke, getting money, being broke That's again, true. all that. It was so hard for me to almost be super giving and appreciative as consistently as I wanted to be because I was still trying to figure out shit my damn self. Yeah, you and, know? They're, and they're both, she said they're 23. Like, mm-hmm. like, they're still young. Right. You know, you don't have to feel like a failure because everything is not going perfectly now at 23. Right. And I think that's what she needs to hear more than anything else. Yeah. Like, all the trials and tribulations you're going through at 23 doesn't mean that your life is going to stay that way. Mm-mm. At 23, we were living in Michigan. I was playing in the NFL. Um, you had decided at that point that you no longer wanted to be a stay-at-home girlfriend mm-hmm. and a living girlfriend. So you had told me that you were going to move back to New York and leave me in Detroit. Mm-hmm. That's what we were going through at 23. Yep. We were arguing about the fact that you weren't working, but you were doing a traffic reporter search, and mm-hmm. you wanted me to take you to the most expensive mall to buy designer clothes. Mm-hmm. So it's like people have their things that they're going through at 23. Right. This is your thing. Right. Don't don't feel like you failed because if you look at us now, mm-hmm. you're like, dang, I wish 
I wish I had what Kadeen and DeVal have now. Now. But you wouldn't have wished that if you'd have saw or heard us at 23. Right. You know what I'm saying? So give yourself some grace mm -hmm. and some time to grow. Mm -hmm. Be patient with him if you feel like he's going to be committed. I felt like Kadeen was going to be committed. I just wanted her to figure it out. Like right. I, I never felt like she was going to just say fuck it. Mm -hmm. And part of, that's part of the reason why I was patient. I feel like she'll get it at some point. So yeah. if she feels like he's going to get it, then stick with him. If you feel like he ain't going to get it, sis, deuces. Because you're 23 and although you got three kids, you're still yeah. wild young. Yeah, it's wild young. Yeah, a lot of wild life young. left to live, sis. Good luck to you. All right, I'm going to take a stab at the next one. Well, before we before oh, you take yeah, a stab. Oh, yeah, we should do a break. You got to take a break. Take a stab. Because you need to get some water before you try to read this next list. <laughs> Let me get my mind stroke. right. <laughs> I'm going to pop a Tylenol. She was over here blinking. Some water. Oh my God, damn. It might be my lashes today. I don't know what it is. But all right, y'all. We'll be back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all. Losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... The media represents how people view us, and it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact, and the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today— Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. 
Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, now we're back. I had some water. Pop <laughs> the Tylenol. Let's see. Wish me luck, y'all. All right. I've been wanting to write to you all for a minute now and finally got the courage. Oh, I love that. My husband and I have been together for five years and married for one year and some change. We just moved into our newly built home in July of 2021. Congrats. And ever since we moved in, I've expressed to him my desire to have our first child soon. It's the start of 2022, and I made it clear to him that I'm really feeling these urges to have a baby, and it's really something that I want soon. We had planned to try for a baby at the start of 2023, and he says he's not ready for a child right now, and he just wants to enjoy married life. We both work from home, and from 2.30 p.m. to bedtime, we just watch TV, and he plays his video games, hanging out with family on the weekends. In my urgency, he's willing to push us to try to conceive in June of 2022. Now I'm a type A personality and really big on planning. I've already read all the pre-pregnancy books and have been getting in shape and taking the supplements to optimize fertility. I've been watching all the YouTube videos and do this openly in front of him so he knows that I'm doing my research. But no I, pressure though. <laughs> but I've even bought him a plan for pregnancy dad book. But no pressure. Which he reads. <laughs> now here's the issue. We usually use the pullout method when we're intimate. But as of late, he started using con. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's wild funny. He said, fuck this. This bitch thinks she's slick. Condoms. Every time we have sex, this really hurts my feelings and makes me feel that he is not interested in having a child. Oh, my God. How can I deal with my feelings of not only rejection when he decides to use a condom, but also... Us being on two completely different mm. timelines. I don't want to pressure him into this too late, but I also want him to want a child as much as I do. Any ideas on how to make him more ready? P.S. None of our friends and family our age have kids for us to speak with. Your boy resorted <laughs> to condoms. If Deval ever pulled out a condom when we were trying to have kids oh. or not trying to have kids, regardless of the situation, that almost sounds like he feels like it's a desperate time, desperate <laughs> measures kind of situation yo i can only imagine like for years y'all not using kind of using the pull out and then just randomly he just like wait 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 i'm ready yo that had to be hilarious so i don't mean to laugh at y'all situation but that moment there that yes funny that's tv ready right that's like yeah that was like a whole sitcom for sure i mean i feel like you've made it overtly clear to him that you're ready um and you're saying that you don't want to pressure him into this but you kind of are pressuring him into it um i'm wondering if there's a specific timeline that you're on for a specific reason because i know you said that you guys planned at the start of 2023 and maybe his mind is in 2023 and you guys aren't quite there yet but now you're feeling like okay you have the house so you're ready to get started 
So that would probably be my follow-up question to you. Like, is there a particular reason why you're on this time frame or not? Um, that's something that's that's difficult. That's difficult to navigate. Babe, what would you do if you were him? Or if you were her and you really wanted a baby but I wasn't ready? Uh, to be honest, I'm like, okay, I understand mm -hmm. where she is coming from, mm -hmm. mainly because women have a biological clock, which is very real. Yes. Like Kadena and I have learned after having these four kids, when you have a baby at 27, it is way different than having a baby at 37. That Your is body just fact. responds differently. So the need for women feel to say, hey, I want to have this while I'm in my, pre my peak physical shape is very real, mm -hmm. right? But I also understand where he, how he may feel, where mm -hmm. it's like, I want to enjoy married life. Like, I, I remember before we had kids, mm -hmm. it was, you go out during the day, you do something. You come back at 2.30. Like she said, they work from home, be done at 2.30. You got time to fuck, eat food, watch a movie, fuck again. <laughs> enjoy Play your life. Play some video games. Fuck again. Eat. <laughs> read a book. When fuck you again. have kids, yeah. all that time is gone. Gone. And she said that they're newly married. Well, yeah, they're newly married. Yeah, they've been together five years, uh, married a year. Married a year, just got a house. Right. Like, he wants to enjoy that because once that baby comes first, you have a full year of mm -hmm. being pregnant, mm -hmm. right? Ten months to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. Then the baby comes. So mm -hmm. you have a full year of your wife recovering back from just having a baby. Mm -hmm. Then after that full year, now your baby is one. So now you have to be a parent. Like, you don't really get to have your There's spouse no out. Yeah. the way you had your spouse you know Before what this makes started. me think of, too? Um, we were just having a conversation with a set of friends about having control over your life, having control over yeah. your time, and how yeah. children are a surefire way for you to just lose control of all that. And some people who may have um, mm -hmm. the desire for that control over their life and their time and that autonomy, they feel like children strip them of that. And that they can be do. very, and it's it's true, and that can be very, very like you know, discerning for people. See, if you're thinking about adding a child to a relationship, this is why it's important to be prepared or want to have kids. Yes, I never felt like my kids were stripping me of my time and autonomy because I always wanted to have kids. Right. So part of my autonomy was choosing mm -hmm. to want to have kids. Yes. If you're not in that place where you want to have children, but your spouse wants to have children, and then you decide to have children, you're always going to feel a little bit like, hey, I wanted to play video games, but now oh, I'm going to yeah. feed the baby. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a selfish thought, but it's your life. But you can, I can also see it being a thing where it's just like, damn, like now you deal with the baby and the, the baby that's crying at night. Because I know what it's like having a baby and then having those fourth trimester blues yes. or that fourth fourth trimester pre postpartum depression and if he's not in the frame of mind to want to have to help you out during that situation you could be very lonely and be like you know yes. what you deal with this crying baby at night because you wanted to have this baby now not me well that's that's nothing i want to say she said that they agreed to have the baby in 2023 mm -hmm. but now she wants to move it up a year right like like if why not we make if that? we make an agreement right and mm -hmm. and here's another thing that women need to understand too we make an agreement we're going to do things on this time. Then you become passive aggressive and start reading books out loud because you want me to hear it. Right. And then giving me books to read, I'm going to put a condom on. Right. You want to be passive aggressive? Right. I'm going to be passive aggressive. That's a devout move, to and be honest. And it's mad petty and immature. And the passive aggressiveness is definitely your yes. move. Yes. Dean wanted to get engaged, so she took pictures of rings and yes. put them on the refrigerator. Absolutely. Been there. Yes. Been there. And then when I said I, I felt pressure to get married, she got upset. Mm -hmm. Make that make sense. Right. 
Agreed. See what I'm saying? Like, like absolutely. And and this is what people need to realize. You can tell people what you need and what you want, mm-hmm. but if we agree to something and then you passive aggressively mm-hmm. tell me the same thing over and over again after we agreed to it, mm-hmm. it's pressure number one. But number two, you're gonna get that passive aggressiveness back. Absolutely. So Which I think is the way it works. What I think the best thing for them to do is have a conversation. It always goes back to having conversations, right? But also, you should honor what you said. Mm-hmm. You should. Like, if we agreed to 2023, let's enjoy this time for a right. year. And then in 2023, start to, the process of having a baby. But don't spend all of 22. It's fucking January. No, February. <laughs> so you're going to be passive aggressive for the next 11 months. Right. Like, it's like you know on. it's coming. So it's not a convincing him to have a baby. It's just the time frame. So it's going to come. Right. I say enjoy this summer. Enjoy 2022. You ain't going to have this again. Think about you Enjoy it. Cause once, <laughs> and then we all were dealing with COVID for the past couple of years, too. He might want like a, real, a full year to just kind of chill That's, out and just enjoy each other. And understand this. <laughs> once you have a baby, you don't get your life back until that, that child is graduated from college. No backseat. That's the truth. Like, <laughs> so now once you commit to having a baby, you have at least 22, maybe 23 years to be involved as much as you can for that person. Mm-hmm. So when your wife or your, your husband, the person that you're married to, you met them at 22, now it's 44. Yep. That's not the same person. Nope. Let's enjoy these moments. Yeah. Let's not rush. Yeah. And it'll be different if he says he doesn't know if he want to have a baby because now you're in limbo. Mm-hmm. You're not in limbo. He no, said 2023. No, no. Yeah. We made a compromise. Right. Don't mess up the compromise by being passive aggressive. Right. It's messed up. And I mean, I applaud you for doing your research and making sure that you're taking your prenatals and doing what you have to do to prepare your body and being in shape. Like those are all responsible Absolutely. things to do as you prepare for it. And I mean, also too, some people don't even know how quickly they'll be able to conceive because some people think it may happen right away and it takes a little bit of time. I don't know if that's a concern of hers or not. Um, but yeah, I think you guys should definitely be on the same page to avoid any resentment that may happen later on. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Good luck to y'all. I'm sending you baby dust. I don't know if yes. I should send it in 2022 or 2023. Send it in 2023, man. I'm going to send you be, the baby dust. Don't be, don't be playing with them. Over there. Sending it all to you. Awesome. Don't be, don't be playing with them, man. <laughs> all right. So, uh, number, yeah, number four. I think we have a fourth one. Yes. Number mm-hmm. four. Hey, y'all, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and I never thought I would have ever had to send this email. I'm 24, and I've been with my best friend for five years, and we got married three years ago. So they got married at 21. They've been together since 19. Got Mm -hmm. you. About a year and a half into our relationship, I moved overseas to go to school. I would visit home as often as I can. We got married with hopes that this long-distance situation would be worked out, but but here we are almost four years later. I recently met a guy at school and I really think I'm falling for him. Ooh. Mm. I do believe that all this time away from my husband is pulling us apart. I love him so, so much. He is my best friend. And I don't ever want to hurt him. I am afraid that if we don't work out this living situation soon, our marriage is going to completely fall apart. Any advice? What can I do to save my marriage? Number one, not fall in love with somebody. <laughs> but, oh, um, man. <clears throat> ah. This is what I think. I think they were young. She mm-hmm. went away to get to school. Mm-hmm. They got married. As a way, as like a romantic way, like I'm about to leave, let's get let's married. Let's get married, yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah. But um, you learn throughout time compatibility. Yeah. And you got married not knowing mm-hmm. if you guys are truly compatible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because or it's, it's just the distance, too. Like they're in a long-distance situation. Well, they do say distance makes the heart grow fonder. Or, if you are willing to work, yeah. you know what I'm saying, for it. Or 
distance make you fall in love with somebody else that part <laughs> exactly and it could just it could just be proximity that the other guy is closer yeah. so you're spending more time with people people grow on you um that's also a possibility as Absolutely. well so what, I do what can you do to save your marriage i mean if it, the ball is in your court then you may have to sever ties with this guy that you're falling for if it's something that you are deliberate about i think in this whole situation the thing that that is the overarching topic for me is deliberate you have to be deliberate about whatever it is that you're trying to do is it going to be saving your marriage or canoodling with homeboy where you're at right now i think distance sucks i hated when we were apart we hated it but we made provisions to be together and we went in hating it we were also two very like could not wait to see each other the next time like every time i was at the airport about to leave deval at the detroit airport it Mm -hmm. was like gut-wrenching it was bad. Um, you know, having to leave each other. But then the minute I got back to New York, it was like counting down the days to see him again. Yeah. And we had some of the best times, I feel like, in that moment because we were always having the desire to be together. So when we were together, those moments that we were together, they really counted. Like, yeah. And they were good. They were really, really good. I just, I, I hate to hear when people choose marriage as a solution to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Mar- marriage can never be a solution to a problem never oh we're you know we're having a baby i don't know if we should be together so we got married mm-hmm. oh we're moving apart to go places so we got married mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. like marriage should never be a solution to a problem right you should be wanting to get married and find solutions to your marriage through the marriage mm-hmm. but it should never be the solution and i think that's the mistake they made Mm-hmm. You don't just run in and say we're going to get married because that's going to make us feel because that's that's right. what happens it when you're young. It does a hopeless romantic thing. It does. <gasps> Let's go get married because you're about to be apart. Don't right. leave me, babe. I want to be your wife. I want to be your husband. Like, you know. And and that's what people think. People think that once I get married, this person is going to honor that mm-hmm. more because we have this certificate or this paper. The true honor in your marriage comes from your heart. Mm-hmm. It comes from within. Like. A judge can't make you honor someone. Mm-hmm. You know, a pastor can't make you honor someone. It has to come from within. Yeah. So if you feel like just getting a paper is going to make you be honorable or be honored by your spouse, then you're, you're wrong. Right. So I think that um, the first mistake was getting married as a solution. I think that they should continue to talk. But um, it's going to sound crazy. If, if she can't come back to the States, Mm-hmm. and he can't go over there where she is for them to be together and she's falling for someone else, right. they might need to explore some time apart right. to see if this is really where they want to be. Plot where twist. Where I want to be. Plot twist. What if he's falling somebody, for somebody where he's at? He probably is. So if he is and she is. I mean, they're young. Know. What? 24? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, and, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure a 24-year-old man is not sitting at home twiddling his thumbs just wondering where his wife is or what she's doing. Mm. You know, and, and if she has time to fall in love with mm-hmm. someone else, mm-hmm. it's because he's not spending that time with her, which means he may be spending time with someone Somebody else. else. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. when, we when we were apart, mm-hmm. we spent as much time as we could together on the phone. Mm-hmm. So there really was no time to fall in love with someone else. If I wasn't working, I was on right. the phone with you. Right. If you weren't working or doing your RA stuff, you were on the phone with me. This is pre-FaceTime and all, y'all. Yeah. Yes. So there's a lot of opportunities they have. And, yeah. you know, hopefully they utilize it, but. Mm-hmm. All right, girl. Know. It looks like the power is in your hands. That's how you can save your marriage. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, look, let's take another quick break. We have two more listener letters. Mm-hmm. Um too long listening like dang this is a novel <laughs> but um we appreciate you guys we're gonna take a quick break uh pay some bills and we'll be right back
All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month. But all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, and we're back for our final two listener letters for this segment. I'm new to your show, but not new to you two as entertainers. I love and appreciate your content so much, first and foremost. Thank you. A little backstory. I'm a young black man approaching 30, and my lady is a few years younger than me, five to be exact, but she's a fan of y'all, so in case she's listening, I'm trying to be discreet. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) We got you, bro. (laughs) Secret's safe with us. We've been together as boyfriend and girlfriend for almost five years and have been living together close to the time frame of us actually being together in a relationship. We look at each other as domestic partners at this point, but I plan to propose very soon, hopefully this year. Unfortunately, this is my first serious relationship, and it's been a challenge to deal with my emotions, her emotions, her dealing with me, growing as a man, etc. 
We have arguments like any other couple, but I feel like I'm not good enough for her at times because I get silent when she becomes frustrated with me. She then gets silent on me and I just have to wait until she's ready to talk, leaving me feeling sick to my stomach all day. Mm -hmm. That sounds like me. That's you. Uh huh. I feel that I'm being that me that being from the South and being raised in the church is different from her who has roots from up north, the Bronx specifically. Oh, we won't man. hold that against her. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn baby. Um, but I'm having difficulty trying to be more assertive for her like she wants. Thing is, she's a little rougher for me she's from the Bronx. Right. To deal with <laughs> in her assertion. And I'm trying to work through it the best way I can. Question. How can I work on being more assertive for her despite our different upbringings? And how can I work on fixing issues right away versus taking too long and waiting things out? Assertive and fixing my mistakes, having honest conversations, etc. I'm wanting to have honest conversations to be established before we have a family and move forward. Love from Atlanta. Peace, king and queen. Oh, he sounds like a sweet guy. He does sound like a sweet guy. He's dealing with a New York chick from yeah. the Bronx, yo. Okay. That's, 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 that's hard, Yeah, man. I think our approach, I think that's why you and I, whenever we have our discussions and stuff like that, it's funny, when I, when Deval and I met, and of course, as we continued to grow in our relationship, he was also very vocal, and that was a part of our upbringing. It was just, you were always vocal about yeah. how you felt and your feelings. Me, it was never really, like, spoken about or encouraged in my house, so I kind of took the back seat and was more quiet. But I can relate to him in that, I get this not so good feeling. Like I almost feel physically ill whenever we're not on the same page yeah. because it just makes me feel like I need to be right. And that means that it matters to you, which is a good thing. Um, so upbringing definitely has a lot to do with the way people communicate. So I think what happened with me, because I feel like I'm more like him, I eventually learned to assert myself more. And mm. now it's a thing where DeVal can't get me to shut up in conversations Facts. because <laughs> I'm always having something to say. But I think it was necessary to get that pulled out of me for us to reach some sort of understanding when it came to various topics. Facts. The thing is, you hate when I pull out. So um, <laughs> I couldn't let <laughs> or that. Or wear kind of. I couldn't let that ride. <laughs> I couldn't let that ride. But um, no, I, I, I agree with you. Like, they're just two different type of people. Mm -hmm. He's 30, she's 25 they're going to learn each other, mm -hmm. right? Like, we, we learned each other if they're both deliberate about learning how to communicate, right? Mm -hmm. But this is one thing I did, I did learn over time. Dealing with stuff transparently and in real time is important. Mm -hmm. When you sit quiet and let things fester, mm -hmm. um, the root problem then becomes the secondary issue. The, mm -hmm. the then major problem is the fact that y'all didn't communicate properly. Right. And now you're no longer working on the root problem, you're working on your communication constantly. Mm -hmm. So what I've done... And like I said, this is not a quick fix to how you handle the situation, but this is what I've learned, right? Kadeen used to always shut down, be quiet, and, and I used to get exhausted trying to pull stuff out of her <laughs> that um, I used Again. to just give up, right? But then we would spend hours and hours and hours not talking. I'd notice she'd always be sick. She'd be running to the bathroom. I'd be asking her what's wrong with you, and she's like, nothing, I just don't feel well. So now what I do is I, I will hammer away at what the issue is until we get to the problem. Mm -hmm. Because either way, she's going to be sick and we're not going to be able to enjoy the time. So at least the time that we're not enjoying, we're going to not enjoy it while we dissect And try to be issue. productive. And be productive, right. right. That's ultimately what it so is. So you're saying not really focusing on the delivery of what's being said, but actually the issue. Right, because... 
people get so focused on delivery mm-hmm. that they are ignoring the problem. The actual problem. Okay? People communicate differently. Now, I'm not saying to accept being disrespected mm-hmm. or to be disrespectful to someone. Right. But you know your girl is from the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. One of the first experiences I ever had with a chick from the, Blanc, from the Bronx, right? I was at a party. I was in high school. Chick from the Bronx walked up to me and said, what's up, my nigga? What's up with that dick? You got to <laughs> clap these cheeks? What? I swear. <laughs> this, they, they're different type of aggressive from mm. the Bronx. Like, Bronx chicks are very, very... Think about Cardi B. Mm. She's, ext- she's different, right? Mm-hmm. So if you fell in love with this person who's aggressive like that, when it's time to communicate, you can't then say, turn off the aggressiveness to meet me where I am. Mm-hmm. She may be aggressive. You know she's aggressive, but you right. know she loves you, right? right. Listen she's to what she's probably passionate saying. about well, how she's she feels. And, yeah. Like, the, the chick was passionate about this dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And these cheeks. And the, and her cheeks. Yeah. So what you have to do is learn to listen to what she's saying. And don't be judgmental about how she's saying it. And that goes for everybody. Yes. Like, stop being judgmental yes. about how your partner says stuff. Mm-hmm. Try to listen to what they're saying mm-hmm. so that you can kind of get where they're coming from. Right. You don't have to agree with it. Right. But you can understand where they're coming from if you're not being too busy judging how she says it. Right. Because now you're we've been argue. there. We've, uh, yes. we've been there. Many years. Many years. years of just like. How I said it and the word that was used and developed was like, let me find a different word to say this That's thing. your thing. Da, 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 da. Let me explain to you about Kadeem. Now, words, words have power and words have meaning. So be specific with your word and be very purposeful and deliberate because I will pick it apart. That's very true. But don't be nitpicky because you don't want to, you don't want to concede your point. So rather than trying to listen to where your partner's coming from, you nitpick at every word they say to try to uh, discredit what they're saying. For example, Kadeem and I had an argument about um, when we were, remember we were arguing in the back room? Yeah, about, about, what was that? We about something, what it was. Going, we about, about something, but in any event, say for example, the word was late. And I'd be like, you know, you were late. And she's like, I wasn't late, I just wasn't on time. And I'm like, Kadeem, that means you were late. No, I wasn't late, Deval, I wasn't on time. There's a difference in late <laughs> and not on time. And I used to be like, are you listening? Okay, so you choose the word you want me to use. That's going to make you feel better about not being on time. I was delayed. See? see? Within reason. You see what I'm saying? We spent hours arguing about the difference between late and delayed (laughs) rather than addressing the root problem. The root problem, which we we don't even remember. Right. And we weren't productive. Right. We just weren't productive. So what happened? We ended up arguing, right? Losing sleep. Losing sleep. She woke up not feeling well because she knew that I was upset at her. I was being petty and being like, fine, so if, if we're not going to use the word late and we got to use delayed, I don't want to use that word, so we're not talking. In turn, I'm feeling, not sick because I don't physically get nauseous, but I'm feeling like annoyed all day because I want my wife. Like, I want my wife. This is my best friend. I don't want to argue. I want to play around. I want to have a good time. I want to enjoy life. I don't want there to be constant tension. Right. And, and for us, what we learned in these arguments or discussions, because we no longer call them arguments, mm-hmm. right? This is another thing we say. Just because I disagree with something that you said or done doesn't mean that we have to argue about it. Right. We can discuss it and find a way to make it make sense to both of us. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer just arguing. Mm-hmm. We have discussions. Mm-hmm. In those discussions, we find ways to be productive and move forward as opposed to nitpicking each other apart so that we can just be right. Just be right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right fighting. Right versus fighting. Just right. actually getting to the root. Oh, well, good luck. I always love when yes. you guys writing. I always say that because it's nice to hear guys writing in and yeah. listening and all that stuff, and getting it, perspectives. And, and let me explain to you something about up north women, right? Not just the Bronx because my wife is from Brooklyn. She can be very hard at times as well. My mom is from Brooklyn. 
grew up in the project, she can be very hard at times. Women from up north tend to be that way because of the way they're approached their entire life, mm-hmm. right? You walk down, you're a pretty girl, dudes will grab your wrist, what up, ma? Let me holler at you. Mm-hmm. So that aggression comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's just aggressive for no reason. It's right. aggressive because that's the environment she exists in. Mm-hmm. But women like that who choose someone typically are the some of the most loyal people I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my mom is super loyal. Yes. You are super loyal. Right. The, I mean, you look at, I, I mentioned Cardi B, but if you look at Cardi B, she's extremely loyal. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like women like that are hard. And I think a lot of times that's a defense mechanism to protect their hearts. You still have soft, beating hearts, and mm-hmm. you're still very feminine, soft women. But that hardness is a way to protect yourself from right. all of the hardness that's coming at you. That so if you know, true. yeah. So if you know that about your girl, embrace that and mm-hmm. know that it's going to be beautiful if you can learn how to push I mean, aside how she says things. It attracted you this far, bro. So hey, Facts. let it rock. Facts. Now, Shorty didn't attract me when she approached me like that. <laughs> but if she looked like you, it might have. Might have happened. It might have. I ain't even going to lie. She clapping for days. Yeah, it might, it might have happened. <laughs> I'd have been like, what's good? I was good. Yeah. You feel me? All right. <laughs> let's roll into our last one. You this is our happy? last listener letter for the day. Hey, Kadeen and Devamsat. <laughs> I first want to say that I absolutely love and appreciate all of the transparency you two provide to the world. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. It's comforting to know that other couples go through the same trials and tribulations as we do. What I wanted to bring up is that my husband is an ass, man. Oh, he's, right. I thought she was saying he was an ass. <laughs> he's an ass, man. No, he's an ass man. As in he likes lot, the cheeks. Like, like, We're talking like about cheeks a lot today. Okay. Yes. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. No, it doesn't say that. It, but it does say he likes big butts. Uh-huh. And thankfully, I have a little something something back there that he loves. We have two kids together, so my body is naturally changing and it's harder to maintain. I've been working out for a few months, and now I'm losing my booty a little bit. Mm. We always t- he always tells me he loves my butt and would never want me to lose it. I'm afraid if I keep working out that I will lose it, and he will no longer find me physically attractive. That's something that you have mentioned in the past before, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. But we found the answer to that, so we'll get to that. We'll get to um, it. I want to keep working out for my personal health and to be around for my children as long as possible, but my husband is my lifelong partner whom I always want to make happy. I'm so Love happy. Love that. That a woman acknowledged that that and said that. Yes. I'm so happy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, bro. That sounds great. If I want my booty to stay where it's at, I have to be unhealthy and bigger. No, you don't. That's not true. No, you don't. How would you suggest to find the balance in this situation? So I know he doesn't enjoy working out, so it's impossible to get him to do it with me. Squat, sis. Go ahead. Go ahead. Squat, squat. Squat, deadlift. You, the thing is, you're not training the right way. Talk about it, Ellis. You are not training the right way because I am now on my journey to get back after yes. baby number four because I agree with you. Ladies, your husband is your lifelong partner who you always want to make happy. I can't necessarily make him happy, but I can mm. provide an ass <laughs> that he'll be happy with. Yes. So the thing is, you need to really take a look at your program, the training program that yes. you're doing. Are you only doing cardio? Sounds like it. It sounds like it. So, Deval, I'm going to throw to you because you can probably give her a couple list of workouts that I tend to do that you've coached me through as well to maintain the assets Yes. while trimming down the waist so you can stay yes. slim thick. So here's the key, ladies. This is, this is for you, all right? Most women, when they train, want to train like a sprinter, not a marathon runner. If you think about sprinters, sprinters are lean, but they have 
uh, high musculature in the glutes and hamstring and the calf area. The whole posterior that typically, chain. Yeah. They, say it one more time. The posterior chain. The posterior chain starts from the top of the head and goes through your, your back of your neck, your lats, your traps, your lower back, your glutes, your hamstrings, your calves, your Achilles, and your heel. That's the posterior chain, the whole back part of your body, right? Mm-hmm. But most people, when they think about working out, is burning calories. How do you burn calories? Get on the treadmill or the elliptical or the Stairmaster, and you mm-hmm. just run for hours. That is the worst thing you can do for your body. Do it. If you look at marathon runners, marathon runners are typically very, very lean, very, very skinny, not even lean, sometimes look malnourished. Right. Because with no running, musculature. With no musculature. Because running for hours and hours on end not only burns fat, but when there's no more fat to be burned, your body will then burn musculature to feed it of the nutrients that it needs to continue to run. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is start to lift weights. Now, when I say that, women say, I don't want to look like a football player. Listen to me, ma. Your body does not have testosterone like a man. You can lift as many weights as your husband can lift and your body will be completely different than his because you don't have testosterone. Mm -hmm. You have estrogen, so you're naturally going to be softer. If you do exercises like squats, deadlifts, and lunges, for example, that helps build the posterior chain, Mm -hmm. plus it burns more calories than running. Mm -hmm. If If you burn calories by lifting weights, you also burn calories while you sleep because your body needs to regenerate that musculature when you're not working out. So you actually burn more calories by lifting heavy weight than you do running long distances. Mm -hmm. If you continue to want, if you want to move, and you also talked about heart health and being here for your kids, do sprints or jump rope as opposed to do long distance running on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. Because there's two types of cardio. There's aerobic and there's anaerobic. Aerobic workouts are workouts that last 35 to 40 minutes straight nonstop. Mm -hmm. Anaerobic is more like you do something really, really hard and fast, and then you stop and rest. Mm -hmm. You burn more calories in an anaerobic workout because your heart rate peaks. Your heart rate peaks, your body burns more heat. Heat converts to calories, and that's how you burn calories. There you go. I know it's a lot to take in, but re-listen to the episode. But ladies, I'm telling you. And take your protein in. Definitely higher protein diet builds muscle. Absolutely. And you'll need that to replenish after doing a hard workout to build the booty muscles and all the ones that apply. Ladies, I'm telling you, stop looking at the scale. Kadeen has been on his workout journey for the past five weeks, right? She hasn't lost any weight. Nope. But she's lost a ton of inches all over her body and her ass has grown Mm -hmm. because she's been doing workouts that are dedicated towards building the musculature and her posterior chain. Yep. So don't let people tell you that it's not possible because it is it is most definitely possible. Now that I'm done helping the ladies, I'm glad she said what she said about being what she needs for her husband. because That's her life partner. Mm -hmm. That doesn't let guys off the hook Mm -hmm. in our group chat. We have the same conversation about being what you're supposed to be for your wife, right? Your wife met you a certain way. You want your wife to be enticed to have sex with you, especially if you're a man who has a high sex drive. You have a responsibility to keep yourself healthy and physically in shape to inspire her to want want to give her body to you. That's not just a wife thing. That is also a husband thing. This idea that I'm going to do it for me only by myself is fine when you're single. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a marriage, you are in the service business. Yes. So I am here as a husband to preach. serve my hu- my wife. You better preach. Wife, how do you, and this is going to sound crazy, but I only wear a beard because my <laughs> wife 
thoroughly enjoys it. That I wear a beard. Thoroughly enjoys it. I hate wearing a beard. It's a lot to groom. Sometimes <laughs> it itches <laughs> when I start growing it. I have to regrow it back every time I film because I cut it sometimes about to film it. But I do it to be of service. Yes. I love to be in shape for myself and be healthy for my sons. But I love when I get out the shower and my wife is looking at me from her side of the bathroom. And then before I know it, she's all on me. I love that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I'm working on myself to be better for myself, it makes my wife feel better about bars. being with me. So bars, bars. Relationship people. Two-way street. Don't listen to the internet tell you, you ain't got to be in shape for your man. You ain't got to be in shape for this. You got to only be in shape he for gonna yourself. He's going to love you regardless. Yeah, he'll love you. Yes, he'll love However. you. However. But there's a responsibility to serve your partner. On both sides. That, so, yeah, on both sides. It's not just her. It's him as well. So that's Absolutely. So my, uh, baby that you wrote in, you said that you want to do this for him. If he's not making you feel enticed to have sex because he don't want to work out, you need to tell him he need to work out. Because it, it ain't together. fair. Do it together. It's yeah. actually a really great foreplay for us. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen it. Works, it works out a lot for us on this end. As the booty continues to grow. Yes. This was a great session, I think. It was. It was I hope good. we were helpful to y'all, just I at least so providing too. our two cents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and continue to write into the listener letters because these make for great episodes mm -hmm. um, whenever we want to be in touch with you and feel a little bit closer to you. Um, so go ahead and email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C -E -D -D <laughs> at gmail.com. What did I say? You always say C. But I say okay. C? C? Did I say C or C-E, Josh? Josh ain't even listening. I told you he can't hear shit with them glasses on. Let's try this again. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at, at gmail.com. This is the moment of truth. Kadeen and I can't give you any advice about your relationship that you can't get from your partner. Ooh. Ask them these questions. That's that is amazing. the best way to get advice about we your relationship. We literally said trust that this morning. Trust your partner. Yes, yes. trust your partner. Talk to him right. or her. Because we ain't in y'all house or no. in y'all bedrooms, nor do we want to be. So it depends. It depends on. <laughs> it depends on the couple. Sometimes you look, you be like, I'd be a fly on the wall in that one. Facts. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and the other times you're like, I don't <laughs> know about that there. But hey, if it works for y'all, it works for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then now you can be sure to follow us on social media, Deadass the Podcast. I'm Kadeen I am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and, and subscribe. subscribe. Deadass. And keep writing in. Tell your friends. Tell them to write into the family of here, y'all. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. 
It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.